0: Good morning, all listeners. It's Sunday, March 3rd, 2024. It is 9.15 a.m. Pacific Time, and this is episode 308 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. Boogie! And I am the Baron, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Sunday, fun day. It is the 3rd of March, 2024. We are two weeks away from Selection Sunday. We have a Sunday Funday College Hoops card for you guys. Four plays on the docket today. All games beginning at 11 a.m., about two hours from now, In one 12:30 game that we will give out. Boogie yesterday saw a lot of action in college basketball. Right around 500. Not a lot of surprises. Most of the top 25 teams took care of business I mean, you look, there was really no upsets at all. Our ranked versus ranked games, obviously, you know, number one Oklahoma, the Horn, Purdue won, Tennessee won at Alabama, Creighton beat Marquette. That's a ranked versus ranked game. Arizona, Baylor over Kansas, Iowa State. No ranked teams lost to unranked teams yesterday. No ranked teams.
1: All chalk yesterday. Probably one of the biggest surprises, uh, if you call it a surprise, was. Alabama losing at home to Tennessee, which we did call. uh, And Tennessee is the number four team in the nation going into this week, with 14 being Alabama, and Alabama was the favorite there. Uh, We wound up taking Tennessee there, so that was a win for us. Uh, But other than that, yeah, there was no other surprises regarding ranked teams. Uh, Houston, a thriller, Against Oklahoma on the road, which we did talk about pre-show, that was a uh, how Kelvin Sampson, formal, uh, former former uh, head coach for Oklahoma, uh, took him to the in the early 2000s to the Final Four. Uh, Oklahoma mm-hmm. uh, Porter Moser, great job coaching against uh, a good friend of his in Kelvin Sampson. Oklahoma almost had it. Jamal Shedd with the last second yep. buzzer beater. Little jump shot uh, and wound up winning 87 uh, 85. Houston takes care of business as the number one team in the nation.
0: We're looking like Houston's, uh, as of right now, barring any tragic events happening in the next couple of weeks, you're looking at Houston as the number one seed in the South down in Dallas, Texas. Purdue, the number one seed in the Midwest. in um, That's, I believe, in Detroit, which is really close to Indiana. And. Also, UConn, the number one seed, who's playing right now, actually, against Seton Hall at home, 15-point favorite this morning, looking like they're going to go to the East and be out of Boston. The big argument here is going to be for that number four, number one seed. Who's going to be the fourth overall seed? Is it Arizona? Is it Tennessee? That's kind of the two teams in the argument for that. Um, the other teams in consideration lost. Uh, Marquette lost yesterday. How about Kansas? 9-7 and seven in the Big 12, worst conference record for Bill Self in his tenure at Kansas. And what's crazy is they're 9-7 in the Big 12 and they're still top 10 in the whole nation, which is, shows you a lot about how good the Big 12 is. Or could a team like Iowa State maybe slide into the one-line With the 23-6 and mark, uh, really good metrics there with the computers. But right now, I think, Boogie, the discussion going forward here, and it's going to be predicated upon how Tennessee and Arizona do in the conference tournament, but it looks like that number four, number one seed is going to come down to Tennessee or Arizona because, as you can see, records are the same. Tennessee, a little bit better conference record, and obviously the SEC is a lot better than the Pac-12, so you can argue that Tennessee... Could potentially get the number one seed, which would kind of not benefit them because then they'd be the number one seed in L.A., so they'd be in the West. Interesting.
1: It is going to be interesting, and uh, I say Arizona uh, surprisingly lost a couple of really stinkers to teams that they probably should have won. Uh, Couldn't figure out some of these road upsets that we've seen all season long, so it's not just happening to them. It happened to Houston uh, with three of their conference losses being all three losses in in the entire uh, season. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, they do have uh, Tennessee ahead of them at the moment. Uh, I think exactly what you said, it's going to come down to the conference tournament. And if the either one of them loses uh, and not gets to the championship or even wins their championship for their conference tournament, I think that's going to be what's going to boil down for which team gets the last number 1 seed.
0: It's going to be interesting. Tennessee might actually benefit by getting the 2 seed because then they can play co- closer to home. We'll see how it all shakes out though. There's a couple weeks left before uh, selection Sunday for these big time schools. We'll see who battles that out. And you know books, I was really impressed yesterday with Gonzaga. Um just want to touch on them for a minute to go on the road, win 70 to 57. This Gonzaga team is dangerous. Um, we talked all season. It's obviously I don't know how you can be 24-6 and and 14-2 and in conference with a road win at Rupp Arena against Kentucky and consider it a down year for Mark Few. But uh, for Gonzaga, who's been a a number one seed essentially every single year in the NCAA tournament, they're going to get into this thing as like a 9, a 10, an 11. You don't want to see Gonzaga in your Mm -hmm. bracket. If you're a 6 or a 7 seed right now, oh my gosh, This team's dangerous, folks. I was very impressed to go on the road. St. Mary's was undefeated in conference, undefeated at home. They made it look like no problem. Mark
1: Few has got this team rolling. It's their eighth straight win um, to win on the road against supposedly, allegedly, the best team in their conference, uh, which actually happened. They wound up winning this game, and they took care of business big time. This just punched their ticket, no doubt, uh, and it looks like if you give me Gonzaga on an 11, 11 seed, they might have even pushed themselves up. What happens in the West Coast Conference tournament? They wind up winning. Maybe they win the tournament. They they bring it down to maybe a 7 or an 8, 9 seed. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Whoever wins the, and has to play them uh, in the big dance... Gotta see uh, them maybe second weekend. They they could definitely get there for the second weekend in this uh, tournament, and uh, at least a sweet sixteen. That could be our Cinderella team if you want to call them a Cinderella yeah. team this year.
0: You know, it's given me some sort of vibe, and I, I'm glad I brought Gonzaga because I wanted to transition into this before we give out our games. So. We uh, we spent a large portion of this morning printing up the rest of the conference tournaments that are beginning uh, this coming week. And Boogie and I want to give out our, uh, our futures on that. So far, we have Lipscomb in the Atlantic Sun at 3-1, to and we have James Madison in the Sun Belt at plus 250. Boogie... Um, Gonzaga, who is the two seed in the West Coast, if you guys aren't familiar with the setup there, St. Mary's and Gonzaga, the one in the two seeds, they get buys all the way to the semifinals. This tournament's at the Orleans out here in Vegas. Um, Gonzaga right now, Boogie, is plus 105 to win the West Coast. And so you're essentially getting pretty good value there, and I'm wondering if I could proposition you into taking Gonzaga at plus 105 to win the West Coast Conference. You target.
1: don't have to proposition me. i am already got them penciled in.
0: I love it, baby. Yeah, Let's go. Mark
1: Few is knows how to win, uh, and this team is rolling at the right time. Uh, when you can beat a team like Kentucky who— Again, the defense is not very good. Another hundred point uh, game. One eleven
0: they scored. One
1: eleven to what? One oh two. One oh two. They got NBA scores. I mean, it's just nuts. Uh, but to win away from the kennel and at Kentucky, and then to come back and win on the road at St. Mary's to sweep the series, uh, you're you're able to get that and be able to uh, move forward into this uh, West Coast Conference tournament. No doubt in my mind,
0: it's very good value for you right now. I completely agree. So we are going to take that, and we're going to run with it. Um, we move on. So we have, so far, Lipscomb to win the Atlantic Sun 3-1, to one. James Madison plus 250 to win the Sun Belt, and Gonzaga plus 105 to win the WCC. We move on to a fun tournament, the SoCon. We talked about this bracket this morning. Yes, we did. <clears throat> it's kind of loaded, Bugs. A lot of familiar faces. Furman shocked the world last year, beating Virginia. UNCG has been a mainstay in the NCAA tournament. Chattanooga Choo Choo had them a couple years ago in a first round dog roll against Illinois, Malachi. covering the spread. Malachi Smith, one point loss to Illinois a couple years ago. Who, usually, whoever gets in and out of this conference generally could be an upset pick in the first round, or at least an underdog that could cover. Question is here, Boogs, where do we go in this conference tournament? Sanford is obviously the favorite here, number one seed. I know we've been kind of veering away from number one seeds, but we know there'll be a few, but we got to be selective, right? Yeah. Gonzaga's a two, Lipscomb's a three, James Madison's a two. UNCG is somebody that looks kind of interesting here. Um, I'm kind of narrowing this down to the number one seed in Sanford, a little Furman, a little UNCG. I think we can kind of maybe narrow it down to that. We've studied Chattanooga a little bit this year. They're a little down. I'm not too much of a fan of them. This is going to be an interesting tournament, folks. The regular season was dominated by Sanford, who was 26-5 overall and 15-3 in conference play. Um, This is all going down in Asheville, North Carolina, so this is a neutral site all the way through. Um, I think think I'm going to lean on you for this one, Bugs. I've kind of narrowed this down. I mean, Furman's got the experience. They were there last year. This could go. To, I mean, Furman's plus four thirty, mm. Sanford's plus a dollar thirty-five, UNC UNCG's about five to one. This is interesting. What, what's your it, take it on this? It is
1: interesting. There's a lot of uh, familiar faces that are not having the best year as they have the last few years. Um, Sanford obviously has had a great season for them overall. Twenty-six wins capped off as the number one seed right now going into this tournament, uh, I would say if I had to lean, I'm looking at, um, you know, Chattanooga does not have the players that they did have a few years ago. They don't. I am going to look at uh, UNCG Ooh. or or Samford. Um, That's what I'm kind of
0: narrowing it down to as well.
1: Furman is is okay. I mean, they're coming in on a five seed right now. Um Chattanooga was 20 and 11 so far 12 and six in conference. I, I honestly, I got to go with chalk here. I got to go with the chalk on Sanford. I think they just have been dominating this league all season long.
0: I'm looking at Sanford as the
1: uh, conference tournament
0: winner. I could roll with that um, and I'm, I'm shopping odds right now as we speak because I obviously in this bracket, you got to line shop right now, the best odds that I can find on Sanford is two to one. I think that's pretty good odds. Yeah, not bad. So let's add that to our list here. Southern Conference, Sanford at plus 200. Okay, okay. So we got a three seed, a two seed, a two seed, a one seed. We move on to the Patriot League. And, you know, this is kind of simple. How do you not take Colgate Uh, to win this tournament? I like brushing my teeth with Colgate. (laughs) (laughs) They have... Patriot League conference tournament odds. Now, they Boogie, this team has won the conference tournament literally the last four years. Mm. Man, they're minus 250 to win this tournament. Say favorite? They're definitely the favorite. I don't know. We can't we can't take them at minus 250. I feel like we got to we got to find a
1: I mean Boston BU is American
0: American
1: just beat Colgate recently. They were the 4 seed now going into this uh conference tournament. Yeah, I mean we can't give a minus 250. I, I feel like that'd
0: be unethical. I mean, if you're looking for value, I mean, Look that's at this
1: the only thing Patriot
0: or uh, American won at Colgate. They won on I mean, the road. It's a, it's a
1: big win for, for them, but Americans, the four seed going into this.
0: Yeah, I understand that. Plus 750 for them. Lafayette has had a pretty good season. Let me go down here to the standings so we can look at this. We're kind of doing this on the fly, if you guys haven't noticed. We're kind of just brainstorming here. Boston U, American, Bucknell, and Lafayette, all 10-8. and 8. Lehigh. Ooh, the Lehigh Mountain Hawks. Oh, it's horrible.
1: They're 12 and 17 overall, 9 and 9 in conference. I'm going with
0: Colgate. Yeah, I'm going with Colgate too, for sure. But, like, yeah, yeah, Colgate's going to win this conference tournament. But I don't think it's really, there's no value in it, though, no, you know. But
1: I'd rather be right than have value.
0: Yeah, you're right. Colgate's winning this conference tournament. Enough said. Um, Ohio Valley is an interesting. Uh, Set up here, too, where Little Rock and UT Martin get the buys to the semis and uh, Western Illinois and Moorhead State get buys to the quarters with uh, a couple other teams in there. Last year, if you remember, we rode Southeast Missouri State yes. all the way to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Every game we bet this these guys. Yep. Did you, you know they came in to that conference tournament as the eight-seed? The last team in the tournament and won it and then went to March Madness and they lost but they covered against Texas A&M, Corpus Christi in the first four. This is a Cinderella type of conference which leads me to believe that chalk will not prevail meaning number one seed Little Rock and number two seed Tennessee Martin could be in trouble I think we maybe need to be taking a look at Western Illinois or Moorhead State in this in this one.
1: Well, Moorhead State comes in fourteen and four in the conference, tied with UT Martin and Little Rock, uh, all at fourteen and four. Uh, twenty three and eight overall for Moorhead State. Western Illinois is right there with them at thirteen and five. They also have uh, been hot lately, at uh, one, three in a row. They're twenty and eleven overall. Um, Little Rock, they've been on fire. Little Rock's got nine wins in a row. Woo. Martin's got seven wins in a row. Um, oh, baby.
0: And Moorhead. Look at all these top teams. Nine in a row for Little Rock. Three in a row for Moorhead. Seven in a row for UT Martin. Three in a row for Western Carolina. Yes. This is going to be a good,
1: interesting conference tournament, I think. It's going to be very, very competitive, I think, on the top part of this, uh, this league. Uh, interesting. I think it's anyone's, anyone's game. Um, what do you got for a line there? For so
0: we, we haven't seen UT Martin or Western Illinois in the tournament in some time, but we have seen over the years Moorhead State and Little Rock. So yes. From a from a program-experienced pr- perspective, I would lean that route. Uh, I'm looking at Moorhead State as the favorite, which is crazy because they don't even get the double-buy plus 175 as the three seed. And that's hard to do too
1: if these other guys got other teams have have the extra buy there as well. They got Yeah, you got to gotta go win an
0: extra game. Extra game
1: there. Um Little Rock has been
0: there. I remember Little Rock had an upset and yeah. Morehead State also had an upset in the tournament in mm-hmm. years past. I'm leaning Morehead State. That's kind of where I'm uh kind of where my head's at. They were number 1 in this conference for a lot of the year. And they uh, kind of petered off. But as you know, these win streaks and everything happening now it doesn't even mean anything. They, no. Everybody's zero and zero coming in. This tournament's in Evansville, neutral site. Um, well, they were 14 and 0,
1: 14 and 1 at home. Uh, and uh, in the conference, 14 and 4, as we stated, Moorhead State. Um, I'm thinking that uh, with one win here to get them across, yeah. I could see Morehead
0: State winning this. You want to rock with Morehead State? Yeah, let's go. What I, 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 well, I love, I love the school name. I've always been a big Morehead State guy. Um, you know, me and my me and my boys used to play uh, March Madness video game on mm. PS2, and Morehead State was one of like the good teams back in like the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. All so, right. Okay, so I'll rock with that. Ohio Valley, we're gonna go Morehead State at plus 175. It's gonna be very competitive. Yeah, with it being so competitive, you know the only time I and I think the SoCon will be competitive, but I just think Stanford's a little better than everybody. Mm-hmm. Colgate's the one; they're by far the best team in this situation. When I look at four teams that could win the thing, I think and I'm not going to bet the one seed to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Northeast, uh, the Northeast Conference tournament now. Uh, LeMoyne is the four seed. They are ineligible. So if they win the conference tournament, whoever the runner-up is gets the bid. You have last year Cinderella failure Dickinson squaring off with them in a first-round matchup. Central Connecticut's the one. Now, remember, Boogie, Merrimack won this thing last year and couldn't get in the tournament. Now this year, they can mm. get in the tournament. So because of that aspect... Is that who we lean towards? Do we lean on Merrimack? I mean, the
1: experience is there. Uh, Central Connecticut coming in as the number one seed. And then Merrimack, of course, the number two seed. And this is at campus
0: sites, too. This is higher seed hosts. And Central Connecticut and Merrimack, same conference record. Central Connecticut gets the one because their winning percentage overall is slightly better Nineteen and ten for Central Connecticut, nineteen and eleven for Merrimack. I am about ninety nine point nine percent sure that whoever wins this tournament will be playing in Dayton in the first four, as the Northeast Conference is generally at the bottom in terms of like overall conference ranking. Mm-hmm. This is interesting stuff. Well,
1: Merrimack, uh, if you're saying that they're playing at campus sites, Merrimack is 11 and one at home this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Central Connecticut, who I have seen in the dance before, is 10 and three at home this year. Um, not very good away either, uh, Merrimack or the rest of the squad. None of
0: them are good away. Uh,
1: Central Connecticut comes in uh, above 500. They've won four in a row, nine and seven away. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do have a little bit more experience with winning on the road here, but they do come in as the number one seed. Merrimack again is right there with them, thirteen three overall. Uh, I mean, Merrimack wants to get in, right?
0: Nobody ever wins on the road in this thing, which mm-hmm. is which is weird. And and that's kind of where I'm going is uh, Merrimack or Central Connecticut. I can tell you, Merrimack is seventeen and ten against the spread. Which is good, uh, man. This is this is hard. This is going to be a toss-up here.
1: I like. I gotta go with Sacred Heart. No, I'm not going with Sacred Heart. No, no, Sacred Heart. Okay, I'm just, no, I'm, just no, I'm just brainstorming. No, 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 no. no. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go chalk. I'm gonna go Central Connect. <laughs> now, actually, you know what? I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna switch it because here's the thing. Merrimack actually should have gotten in last year, correct? And they did not, yeah. So now... I like the revenge factor. Their there. driving force is that revenge factor. Let's go with Merrimack to win this tournament and
0: get there. Hold off on uh, the odds. We'll update you with the odds. I don't have any odds on the Northeast Conference champion yet. But uh, we're going to take Merrimack. Uh, Merrimack was a team I remember when they came on the Division 1. We actually bet them a lot a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm and last year and then last year they win the conference tournament they can't go and now they have finally passed through i think this two year grace period is nonsense remember when bellarmine went from d2 to d1 yes. and won their conference tournament couldn't get, if you if you're good enough to i don't understand that yeah. why are you on a probationary period because you level up right you're being punished for leveling up i i, I ncaa get it right figure it do out do
1: you know if they uh they they reseed so if so, Merrimack, they do. Can Merrimack play at home against Central Connecticut?
0: They cannot. Um, so they do recede after each round, and it's similar to how the NFL happens. So Central Connecticut being the one, they'll be at home no matter what, as long as they win. Mm-hmm. So we're with us taking Merrimack. We're actually kind of praying that Central Connecticut loses one of those first couple games. And Merrimack can get a home game for the conference championship because with an eight-team bracket like this, um, whoever wins these games, uh, like you know, if the highest seed plays the lowest seed, and then the middle two seeds play, yeah,
1: it's. I mean, Merrimack is eleven and one at home. They got that nice home advantage there.
0: Hoping we can get an upset. Yeah, maybe maybe Central Connecticut is just like laying an egg and losing the first round to St. Francis, PA, in the one-eight game, and we'll be happy. Done, son. Merrimack, stay tuned on the odds. We'll update you next week when we get the odds on that. Um, The Horizon League is next, and Boogie, this is always a classic tournament. We have seen some epic battles in this thing. We've seen a multitude of teams get in. Over the years, we've seen Milwaukee, we've seen Cleveland State, we've seen Green Bay, we've seen Wright State, Northern Kentucky, Oakland, and uh one team that I haven't seen in the conference or in the NCAA tournament in a while is Youngstown State. Yeah. And Youngstown State's got a really good squad this year. I know we've bet them a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um just looking at it, I'm kinda of leaning that way. You have any input on the horizon and where we could go with
1: that. I mean, Oakland comes in as the number one seed, Youngstown State at the bottom, number two seed. Um, you know uh Right state, Northern Kentucky, uh, the North, right? Northern Kentucky comes in number five, and of course, Green Bay number three. Uh, Oakland's always there. Oakland is always there. They, they that team can run and gun. They're plus
0: two forty, and they're plus two forty right and now. So, so they're plus two forty, and Youngstown State's plus a dollar ninety five. That's interesting. If it becomes the one versus the two, because Oakland can run and gun, and Youngstown State's got the size. So, how did they play against each other this year? That's what I want to find out. Let's kind of dive into this a little bit. Look up the Youngstown State Penguins schedule here. They lost to Oakland at Oakland, and they lost to Oakland also at home. Oh, okay. This is interesting. So now, the question lies, does Oakland beat them a third time? Or does Youngstown State win when it matters? That's the question.
1: I think Oakland's going to take this uh, this whole conference tournament. Ooh, boogie! I'm going. just going with chalk on this one. Boogie
0: going chalk in the horizon. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll roll with you on that. So Oakland is plus two forty. Going to go Oakland. We haven't the one seed. We haven't heard a lot about that. This you know, and flying is, under the radar.
1: That is interesting though. The number one seed is uh, seed is getting plus two forty. Oh. Youngstown
0: State's favored over them, and Youngstown's the two. Yeah. Interesting. Youngstown State flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. I love it. And Oakland, the way that they run and gun, they could give some teams some problems in the tournament if they make it. So Oakland, plus 240. Colonial. It's not the Colonial anymore. It's the Coastal. Coastal, coastal Athletic. athletic tournament. Washington, D.C., nation's capital. Mm-hmm. Way this sets up, first-round games are on Friday, second-round games on Saturday. Uh, top four seeds in this one, College of Charleston, UNC Wilmington, Drexel, and Hofstra all get triple buys to the quarterfinals. Neutral site game here. We have seen College of Charleston. They were very competitive last year in the tournament. They're obviously going to be the favorite here. Um, UNCW's got a really nice squad. Towson's pretty good. Interesting, Boogie. What are are we looking at for the Coastal Athletic? I
1: mean, College of Charleston has always been uh, right up there with... uh, the top teams, Drexel Dragons, you know, we're good this year too, bro. Hofstra, I mean, it's it's a UNC Wilmington. Uh, they have played very well this year as well. Uh, it's going to be an interesting little uh, tournament here. They got buys. They got a lot of teams in the, Hampton is coming into the number fourteen. They got to play a lot of teams in this this tournament. They giving everybody a shot. Um, I think that uh, College Charleston is going to have a very, very good uh, tournament here. Drexel is going to give them some, some definitely some, uh, think of competition here.
0: College of Charleston's three to one right now.
1: I mean, here's here's the thing about College of Charleston. College of Charleston has played some tough teams earlier in the season. Uh, they wound up winning a bunch of good games.
0: I think 3 to one's good odds on them, Boogs. I think so. Calls Charleston. Shout out to my boy Bryce Butler from my alma mater, uh, West Liberty, D2. Uh, leading scorer for West Lib last year in D2. Transferred to Calls of Charleston. He's now the sixth man. They got a deep squad. Uh, they play very, very fundamentally smart basketball. And we watched them. Um, San Diego State last year, obviously, went to the national championship game. They lost to them by six free throws mm. at the end. So Calls Charleston could ball. Let's take that, Boogie. Oh, bugs! We're going down the wrong path here, man. It's two straight number one seeds. Yeah, we got we got Sanford, Colgate, Oakland, Charleston—four number one seeds.
1: I mean, Charleston's also been very competitive, even on the road. They've won nine in a row. Charleston is also uh, fifteen and three in the conference, twenty-four and seven overall, okay. ten and two away. Yeah, Drexel is six and ten on the road. Uh, they awesome. play well at home, thirteen and one. But when we're talking about, uh, you gotta get this this tournament going here. Mm -hmm. Gotta go with Charleston.
0: I like their road too. They get the Monmouth Campbell winner. They move on, and then they play probably UNCW or Towson. And then yeah, I think they got a nice little road here ahead. Uh, Charleston to win the Coastal Athletic down in DC. Last one is the Big South. Um, This is at from High Point, North Carolina. So technically, High Point is hosting this thing, Mm. which is interesting. Kind of makes me like them, but it's funny. I'm, I'm The other team I'm looking at in this one is UNC Asheville, who has Drew Pember back. Um, they won this tournament last year, and UNC Asheville always leaves a sour taste in my mouth <laughs> because I remember last year, now Campbell's now in the CAA, but last year I remember betting this tournament, and I took the Campbell fighting Camels all the way through in a dog roll every game. They covered every game. They covered in the championship game against UNC Asheville as well, but UNC Asheville won the game, went to the tournament. I remember sitting in the MGM suite with you and some of the boys, and uh, I remember betting UNC Asheville getting eighteen and a half against UCLA in the first round of the NCAA tournament, <laughs> and uh, sitting there sweating it out because they were losing by around twenty the whole game. And uh, Boogie is uh, after I fed after I fed him some. Uh, Five Hour Energy, Jameson, and Bud Light. He uh, really turned up the heat and started firing on the UCLA in game. game. And uh, I'm pretty sure, Bugs, you had 19 and a half, 21 and a half, 23 and a half, 24 and a half, 25 and a half. And uh, it was funny because he had the other side at a greater number than I had the dog at. And uh, long story short, just another example of how angry I get at this man sometimes. He cashes all of his tickets, wins about $2,000 because UCLA ends up beating UNC Asheville by 27, and Boogie covers every number he has, and I'm over here crying in the corner because I got 18 and a half. That leaves a sour taste in my mouth, which that experience makes me want to take high point in this freaking conference tournament. Yeah,
1: I'm going with high point. This team is, uh, they did lose their last game, uh, and overall though, 13 and 3 in conference, uh, Asheville comes in 12-4, and four, uh, but they've had a great season, a 24-7 and seven overall. They're 15-1 and one at home. Uh, they're playing in High Point, North Carolina. Home court advantage. Yeah, we're, we're going to go with High Point here. They've had an outstanding season, and uh,
0: I am backing them all the way. they got a really nice squad down there this year. I've actually bet them a couple of times uh, this season, and they've been great. I mean, 13-3. and three. UNC Asheville's a good team, but High Point being at home, I think it's the difference. And Boogie, that's it. We That is all of the tournaments. So, we're waiting on odds for High Point and Merrimack. Uh, High Point, Charleston, Oakland, Merrimack, Moorhead State, Colgate, Sanford, Gonzaga, James Madison, Lipscomb. Just, we are literally guesstimating the automatic bids right now, yeah. which is a fun time. It's awesome. Now, out of all of those, who would you say would
1: be your top
0: pick? <sighs> top pick on this show. I mean, Colgate's minus two fifty, so I'm not going to give that. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Gonzaga. That's
1: my pick. Let's go.
0: Let's go. You we're know, going to pound Gonzaga. You know what that means? Is we're probably going to have to bet Gonzaga and then go to the championship. Yeah, game. I'm down. Tuesday night, Orleans. I'm down there. Snag a room. Yes. The uh, for those of you that don't know at the Orleans, the bartenders down there they pour pretty hefty beverages. Oh, they love it. Me and my lady ordered a, a shot of Jameson at the game last year. We went to and another. Another uh, story where I get mad at Boogie is I remember going to this game, paying top dollar to get these awesome seats, and I bet St. Mary's against Gonzaga. And then uh, Gonzaga beats St. Mary's by 30 in the championship game. Oh, I had. Yeah, and he and he has to rub it in and say, Hey, I told you I did to take Gonzaga. <laughs> I'm like, you mother of <laughs> uh, Nonetheless, Gonzaga fans travel very well to Vegas, too. They um, do. Gonzaga-St. Mary's at the Orleans was like a Gonzaga home sure, game. They it was, love it. I was down there gambling and drinking before the game started, and it was all Gonzaga fans. Yeah, and the Saint and, and they're mean, man. The Gonzaga I, fans are mean people, man. Oh. I didn't have a, I mean, I I bet Saint Mary's, but I don't have a. Like I'm a West Virginia guy, right? So I don't care. But man. Just sitting there playing little Kino at the bar down there, you know? (laughs) All these Gonzaga fans. And every time a St. Mary's person in a shirt walked by, they were just cursing you, mother, F this, F that. You guys suck, blah, blah, blah. We own you. I'm like, this Gonzaga St. Mary's thing is pretty interesting. It's become
1: a rivalry over the last several years for sure. And
0: there there were no fights, which was surprising, but I was sitting there like, my gosh, these Gonzaga fans are mean. For for a, a program that's Never won a national championship. Mm -hmm. You guys got some, got a chip on your shoulder. Oh yeah. They were talking like they were the best things since sliced bread. Mm -hmm. And you know, I wasn't drunk enough to get involved. Like I don't run my mouth. You know, I just keep to myself. But I literally, like, if I was a St. Mary's fan, I would be like, "You guys never win the national championship. You got there once and you lost. You lose in the final four. You lose." Adam Morrison. Remember Adam Morrison? Oh, had he had this big lead against UCLA, and they yeah. blow it at the end. Darren Carlson and, yes. and those guys. Gonzaga fans are mean, man. Yeah. And because of that, I like them to win. They, that. Got, a lot of,
1: they got a lot of passion.
0: <laughs> they do got a lot of passion. And with it being in Vegas at the Orleans, I like it as a home game. And, I and yeah, I like Gonzaga to, uh, to win this whole thing. I think that's going to be the best bet, which means that's got to be the game that we actually – that's the team that we take. And the great part is when you look at the bracket – they are already in the semis. They probably play San Francisco, who they just beat by double digits at San Francisco. They get them down here. They'll crush them. They play St. Mary's. They just won at St. Mary's by double digits. Easy money.
1: Mark few got them on a roll right now, and experience does play a, a huge part. They did lose a lot of key players over the last few years that had gotten them uh, very far in, in this big dance. But uh, the way that they are playing right now, uh, you know, I just think of uh, – UConn with Kemba and the kids back in 2011. 2011. Kemba and the kids, Kemba Walker.
0: It gives me that vibe, bro. Yeah. I think Gonzaga is a team that is going to run through this first weekend, and we're going to be seeing them in the Sweet 16. Yeah. You look at where they are coming in. Uh, this was updated on Friday. Lenardi has them in the last four in, but they just won at St. Mary's, another quad one win. Virginia just got smoked by Duke. Wake, Nevada, I mean – they're probably going to jump into the bracket now, avoid Dayton. You're probably looking at Gonzaga. Gonzaga, if you're a one or a two seed, wherever Gonzaga lands, because most likely they're going to be in that seven to 10 range. Right. If you're a one or a two seed. I'm scared. Gonzaga could beat anybody, they anytime, beat, they anywhere. They beat
1: Kentucky. And what did we say <clears throat> about Atrop? And what did we say about Kentucky? They could either lose in the first round
0: or go to the Final Four. And how about that story for Mark Few and Gonzaga, right? they Every year, they're the one seed. Every year, they never win it. Mm. I watched them lose time after time. I mean, last year, like, Julian Strother hits this. Miraculous shot to beat UCLA. Then they lose against they lose to UConn by 20. Who UConn beat everybody by 20. But every year we watch this stuff, man. Think about 2021 out of COVID, yeah. first tournament. They hit this fantastic buzzer beater to beat UCLA. Again. Mm-hmm. And then they lose the next game. 2017. Times were tough. Yeah. I was at the final four for that. When Gonzaga played Carolina. Yeah. Carolina smokes them. Every year this team falls short. How crazy would it be for them to be in that 7-10 to 10 realm and run it all the way through? It would when be an amazing story. The thing about sports is everything happens when you least expect it. That's right. Keep an eye on Gonzaga, folks. That's going to be a scary team to face. If you are a one or a two seed and you see Gonzaga move on to that second round, be careful. Mm -hmm. Breaking news, UConn is already up by 12 in the first half over Seton Hall, 37-25. They were laying 15. Uh, We had a late start this morning, but uh, UConn looking like a very much a potential repeat. How about this? I'm sorry I keep digressing. What if they get matched up with Gonzaga and Gonzaga beats UConn in the second round?
1: Oh, I, I'd be crushed because I really like UConn to win this whole thing again. I, 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 you're going
0: repeat champion for the first time in, in <laughs> since Florida. Florida back to back and Florida. The, the interesting thing, the big difference between UConn and Florida is Florida returned their entire starting five. UConn returned like three guys, but great recruiting. Danny Hurley, man, Danny he got Hurley. these guys. He got yep. these guys playing good basketball. Four picks today. We'll keep the picks short. Very, very simple. Uh, 11 o'clock. Games are here in about a little over an hour. Northern Iowa, Southern Illinois. Um, That's our first game on the docket here. Should be a good one. Both teams are 11-8 in conference play. Southern Illinois at home, though, has been really good. They have a kid named Xavier Johnson who averages 22 a game. He's a senior, fifth in the nation in scoring. It's senior night down at Southern Illinois. Um, Northern Iowa has been good, but better at home. Not so good on the road. And that's kind of been the story for a lot of these teams this year. We're going to lay the uh, the chalk here with Southern Illinois. Xavier Johnson's last game in uniform. This kid has had quite the career. He was a role player in his first uh, three seasons. Only averaging seven points a game. And as a senior, he's upped it to 22 points a game. Only player on Southern Illinois that averages double figures. I think he has a great game today. If you guys can find a prop for his over team... Um, his over point total, I would advise to do that. I think he cooks at home on senior night and Southern Illinois gets a win against Northern Iowa. Minus a dollar fifty-five. Go grab Southern Illinois with a win here too, Boogie. They secure a first round bye in Arch Madness. Arch Madness, baby. Yeah, and Southern Illinois
1: just is coming off of a crushing loss,
0: literally, to
1: Bradley, uh 86 to 67. But they are playing at home today. They also have senior night going on for them. Xavier Johnson uh, also flirted with a triple-double against uh, the win over Evansville uh, in the first Mountain uh, uh, MVC in scoring, 21.9. He also dishes out six assists per game. So the kid knows how to play. Uh, Like you said, in his four years that he's played, Uh, He has tremendously jumped, and his scoring has has been heightened. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Southern Illinois go ahead and get home finale win here uh, to hit uh, number 20 in their record and give us Southern Illinois on the the money line, minus 155.
0: That's a game that we're going to leave here and bet Southern Illinois get their 20th win and solidify a first-round bye in the MVC tournament this coming week. Indiana-Maryland's our next game. Uh, I like what CBS is doing getting us ready for March Madness. They have a triple header every single day. Yeah. Uh on Sundays leading up to Selection Sunday. Uh, and, and that 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 double header on Sunday is always so good. Um Sunday, i always remember for Selection Sunday, it always starts with the Ivy League at 9 a.m. Then you got the SEC tipping off on ESPN. And the A-10 at the same time, what CBS does with the A-10 and then filtering that into the Big Ten Championship game into Selection Sunday, it's a triple header in itself. Indiana-Maryland, two teams that are going to have to win the Big Ten Championship in order to get into the NCAA tournament. Kind of having down years. Um, A lot of people expected a lot of Maryland. They were a nine seed last year in the tournament, made it to the second round, and they returned a lot of guys, but they've had a down year, 15-14, 7-11 in conference play. Inability to score the basketball efficiently has really uh, hurt them. Uh, one of two teams in the Big Ten that average less than 70 a game, which is troubling. Indiana also having a down year. These teams are kind of identical. And mm-hmm. um, you look at the line here. You hit the nail on the head when we were capping this this morning. You're like, that's a lot of points for two shitty teams. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I completely agree. I think this will be a good game, especially with UConn as the favorite in the first CBS game. Probably going to cover. Probably look for dog in the second uh, wave of the, the CBS games today. Indiana getting nine should be a competitive game. They could, you know, they could mess around and win this game. So plus nine Indiana, we'll uh, take that. Um, two bad teams going at it, so let's take the nine points with Indiana.
1: Yeah, I mean this could be an under as well. First, uh, first to sixty five probably wins this game. Uh, The total comes in at 135. Indiana down here after losing Trace Jackson Davis uh, to the NBA. Uh, Of course, they had an outstanding season last year, um, but Maryland is just horrible on offense as well. Maryland's at home, and they're giving nine points to an Indiana team that, again, is not very good either, but... Maryland is not a very good scoring team. I believe they were uh shot 2 for 22 on their last time out in the threes. Uh shooting 3 of their starters uh shot 16% uh for their last uh game out on the threes. You got to go with Indiana here. Um and of course, if we're leaning under, we're leaning dog giving Indiana plus 9 points.
0: Indiana plus 9 and to give you to put it in perspective how bad these uh two teams have been this year. Currently, they are 11th and 13th in the Big Ten out of 14 teams. That means they're playing on the first day of the Big Ten tournament Mm. where those top four teams are getting like a quadruple buy or whatever. So long road ahead for these two squads, um, but Indiana getting nine seems like a safe, uh, safe way to go. Another safe way to go, we go to a conference. This is actually, this might be (laughs) the first or the second time we've given out a play for this conference. And we're talking about the The Mac. Mac. This goes back years and years and years. Obviously, St. Peter's, the Cinderella Peacocks from a couple years ago. Wide open conference this year. Obviously, Quinnipiac and uh, Fairfield being the favorites. But it's wide open as always. Niagara at home playing Mount St. Mary's. And uh should be a competitive game. Niagara actually won at St. Mary's already. Um, Niagara's been pretty consistent in conference play at 10-7. and 7. Looking to get into that top four, which is important. At home, uh, Mount St. Mary's is under 500 overall, under 500 in conference. Niagara's the complete opposite of that, over 500, over 500 in conference. Boogie and I are going to take the Niagara Purple Eagles minus $1.55 to beat Mount St. Mary's today. That game is also at 11 o'clock. Niagara, Indiana, Southern Illinois, all 11 o'clock games. We're going Niagara Purple Eagles. Money line at home to beat Mount St. Mary's.
1: Yeah, Niagara has already won this game uh, once this year. Uh, We've also got four of the last five. Niagara has won this uh, series. Niagara also comes in. Again, 10 and 7, where Mount St. Mary's 8 and 10. They're at home, giving Niagara on the money, lamp, money line minus 155.
0: And uh, another side note, Boogie, what Niagara and Southern Illinois have in common, Niagara today. It's also senior day. Senior day. It's also senior day for the Niagara Purple Eagles. So take a look at that as a potential big time thing. It's also senior day in Maryland as well, but they're laying too many points. And final game here, which, man, this could be. It's a banger. This is a banger, but this is a one-sided affair. Final game of the season, senior day down at Drake. They got a senior named Tucker DeVries at 22 points a game, shooting 45% from the field. Boogie... Here's the bottom line here. These are two of the top teams. I mean, Indiana State's the one, Drake the two, Bradley the three. <sighs> Drake's a four-point favorite at home. Okay. They're playing Bradley. And um the bottom line is, is Drake is at home. Uh and Boogie, what's Drake's record at home this year?
1: 15-0? Oh, yeah, they're undefeated. 15-0. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's where we're going. Drake, the fighting Aubrey Grams. Drake Bulldogs, minus four, senior day at home. Lay the four in a win in cover against Bradley.
1: Yeah, Drake comes in also three of uh, the last four games they've won and uh, pretty handily beaten Bradley. Uh, I mean, we've got wins February 10th earlier this year, earlier this month, I should say. Drake came in and won 74-67 on the road over Bradley. Last year, they played in the Missouri Valley Tournament, and Drake, as the number two seed, beat number one Bradley seventy-seven fifty-one. Drake also uh, then lost earlier, a few weeks earlier before that, Bradley seventy-three sixty-one. But then Drake took care of business again January of uh, 2023, 86-61. So they've pretty much took care of business uh, against Bradley, whether they've been the dog or the favorite. I got to go with Drake here. Drake at home minus four. That's our play, and that is our final play of the day.
0: I'll tell you what—it's senior day, but there's not a lot of seniors on this team. And uh, Darnell Brody is the lone senior that scores in double figures for Drake. So if they get their top three leading scores all back, Drake will be a fit for people—not just this year, but next year also. That's a wrap, Boogs. Let's go enjoy our Sunday. It's 10 o'clock. Game starting in an hour. We got Southern Illinois, Indiana, Niagara, and Drake. We already gave you all of our conference championship uh, picks. Should be a great Sunday. Everybody enjoy the day. And uh, be safe out there. Thank you all for listening. And we'll talk to you guys uh, this coming week. March Madness is here, baby. Bearing out.
1: Boogie out.